All right, fellow fact checkers, we've got a brand new sponsor, and I am excited to promote this product. It's Fox and Sons Coffee. Now, Fox and Sons Coffee is a family-owned and operated small business selling whole bean, organically roasted, amazingly good coffee. On their website, Steve, the company's founder, describes how his love of coffee started with special Saturdays with his dad when he was growing up. Steve wants to share his love of coffee with you and the entrepreneurial spirit with his sons. Check out the website, foxnsons.com. And take a look at their best offer. A monthly subscription for three bags of coffee with free shipping for $38.89. Also, Steve's been on the show. He's a friend of the show. He follows us on the morning after as well as here on Fact Check This Podcast. Steve is a great dude. Great company to support. So go check out Fox and Sons Coffee. And get your morning started off right with a bag of delicious Fox and Sons Coffee. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, Fact Check This Podcast. And as promised, I'm going to talk about some of the things that I see coming up in the midterms. Not necessarily in the midterms themselves or any of the elections, but the shit that's going to be happening leading up to the date. So don't know if anybody's been paying a whole lot of attention or notices just yet. But over the last two weeks, I have seen a lot of stuff getting removed specifically on Facebook. I had a post from a year ago that was a picture of Barack Obama with a with an Obama quote where he said, never underestimate Joe's ability to fuck something up. That got removed as being a violation of community standards. Why would it get removed in the last week of September leading up to midterms in November? With, uh, you know, why would that get removed? It's been up for over a year, or uh, I think exactly a year, as a matter of fact, like a year to the date almost. Uh, why did that get removed? Also, I, I am a moderator or a administrator administrator for a number of different groups and uh, pages on Facebook. And there has been a whole lot of other very similar type of content that's been getting removed consistently over the last two weeks. Anything that has to do with Hunter Biden has been getting removed as sexually explicit or sexual in nature or a violation of uh, Facebook's community terms and uh, community guidelines on sexual stuff. Like anything, if it has anything to do with Hunter Biden, it's getting removed. Uh, if it's got anything to do with like negative something negative about Joe Biden, it's been getting removed. Now, granted, in most cases, you can appeal it and it'll get put back up within a few hours. Uh, when I appealed mine, it was it was back up within thirty to forty five minutes. But they're they're banking on that you're not going to appeal or that this will be like the strike that takes you over the limit and then you don't get to post anything else. So they're really pushing on this. And the whole reason for this is because what they learned from 2016 and 2020 is that social media has a huge impact. So generally speaking, like most of the left is going to watch CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, the big news networks. They're going to get that's where they're going to get their news and their information from. 
We all know that. Those who are on the right and in the middle, on the other hand, don't watch a lot of that. They get most of their news from uh, like from social media. They get most of their stuff from different uh, The Daily Wire and from Joe Rogan, from uh, OAN, social media driven sources. Uh, there's there's not a whole lot of people who are on the right or in the middle who are dedicating a significant amount of time to any of the mainstream news networks. So they're not going to be seeing all of the propaganda and bullshit that's being driven. So what you have to do is, since those people aren't going to see the large majority of the propagandist bullshit, you've got to uh, you've got to kind of subdue the amount of stuff that they do see, like. Uh, studies have come out and they've like they've done interview or not interviews, but uh, uh, polling and stuff about the 2020 election that, you know, if you knew that all of this stuff about Hunter Biden existed and was real, would you have voted for Joe Biden? And a lot of people said no. Like, uh, I think most of the polls were um, in like. un. Voters who were undecided leading up to the 2020 election, who ended up voting for Biden, if they had known about the Hunter stuff, 70 to 80 percent have said that they would have voted for Trump. They wouldn't have voted for Biden. Like, people are feeling like they got kind of hoodwinked on on some of this stuff. And rightly so, because they absolutely did. I mean, there there is literally audio of and video, I'm sure, too, but uh you can hear Mark Zuckerberg saying that the FBI told them to to not let the Hunter Biden stuff run, they, to to keep that stuff under wraps, because they knew they knew that that would give a bad impression of Joe, and that that would have an outcome on the election. So now, as you see, you know, getting closer to the midterms, they're starting to suppress all of the stuff that has anything negative to do with Joe Biden. Anything that would be negative against Democrats in general. It's the same old playbook that they've they figured out, like the uh, the whole Russian conspiracy thing that was proven to never be true and, and never actually exist. And in fact, the Russians were <laughs> doing the, the work of the Clinton campaign, not the work of the Trump campaign. But like that whole thing, what they did learn was uh, was that social media is a very powerful kind of thing and that it can be used to get people to look at things in a certain way, to get people to look at things in a different way, to get people to start thinking about narratives outside of the what the mainstream, uh, you know, mainstream media is going to be pressing day in and day out. And, and it's really driven a lot of people who are either right or in the middle or even, you know, even just a little bit to the left of middle, like the, they have started to to stray away from the mainstream media and start to look for these other sources because they are they're actually interested in what the real news is. And so you have to you have to if you are mainstream media, if you are the left, if you are the people who are actually pulling the strings and making all this shit happen, because like, don't don't get it twisted. Don't get it wrong. The people who are in charge of Washington right now are the people who are pulling the strings on Google, on Amazon, on Facebook, on all of these big platforms. They're the ones who are making sure that what they say is what's being done. And so they're going to do everything they can to suppress anything they can 
that's negative towards Democrats and negative towards Biden and negative towards the Biden administration because they need them to appear strong going into the midterms because they can't afford to lose any ground that they've made. They know as soon as they lose the House and the Senate, then that's it. The, the entire the game is over for them because a lot of the candidates who are coming in for the right that are most likely to win are not going to be the uh, squishy establishment types. They're going to be the Blake Masters types. They're going to be the JD Vance types. They're going to be the loud and the obnoxious and the we've got to change things and we need and we need to change things now types. And you know the the whole greasy wheel uh, is the one that gets the grease. That's what's going to happen with with the right once these guys get in because they're not going to they're not going to be content to sit back and just be soft and squishy and try to go along to get along. They're going to be the progressive answer for the right wing like the progressives even though most of the democratic party really doesn't believe in the whole progressive ideology and the wokeism and all that dumb bullshit they've been doing it and doing it doing it all along the way for the last 10 years or so because that's the thing that gets attention those are the people who are screaming the loudest and to get them to shut the fuck up you just have to do whatever you have to do to appease them well Obviously, as anybody who has loud and obnoxious children knows, if you just go along to get along and try to do whatever you have to to appease them and get them to shut the fuck up, they're just going to get louder and louder and louder. And that's what the left has seen with progressivism. It's taking the party to a, a place that it can't recover from. Well, on the other hand, if they do start getting in, that's what the right is going to get from the new right types like Masters and Vance. And that's a good thing for the right because the right cannot continue to just be this soft, squishy, go along to get along. A completely spineless party that it has been for the past 20 years, because that's what has gotten us to the point we're at today. So if those do get in and they t and the Republicans take the House and the Senate, then you're going to have the, Greek the squeaky wheels that need their grease, and they're going to push things in the right direction. The left knows this. like They know this. As much as I have the, a firm belief that they do want to turn power over to the right, and allow the right to be the ones who are in control when this whole thing crashes and burns, because, you know, it's going to do that. Like we are we're past the point of saving it without really, really fucking it up first. Um, they want the right to be in control when that happens, but they don't want the wrong ones to be in control of the right. And that's what the masters and the vances and, and the new right type of candidates represent is the, the wrong ones. They're not the establishment squishy type of Republicans who are going to stand by and allow it all to happen. And then to sit back and be like, yeah, well, maybe we could do these other things a little bit better. And we might be able to fix it if we can just have some uh, we can just have some bipartisan working together for some of these social programs and do all this other bullshit. We, we might be able to salvage this thing. No, no. Those are not the ones who we need to be in power. Those are the ones who the left want in power. Those are the ones who they can completely run the truck over, like throw them under the bus whenever the time comes and be like, yeah, those are the guys that fucked it all up. That's why you should turn it back over to us, the Democrats, and we'll fix you all your problems. And, and those are the Republicans who allow that, who will allow that to happen. If the, the Vances and the Masters and the new right types, if they get into power, they're not going to sit back and do that. They're going to they're going to take a drastic approach 
to overhauling the whole thing, making things right, and setting it on a path to fix it correctly. And what they're going to do is all along the way, they're going to point at every single policy decision. They're going to point at the specifics of this is what the left did to put us on this course, and this is what we're going to do to fix it. So, you know, when all of this is going to shit, don't look back and think, oh, God, look, these Republicans fucked it up. Go back and look at who actually fucked it up. And this is what we're doing to fix it. And there's going to be lumps that come along the way, but you have to take those lumps to get to the next step. Those are the ones that the Democrats don't want in, in control. And that means that they have to, for, for the purposes of maintaining this, they have to push in 2022 to keep the new right candidates out. Like, I still think they ultimately they want Republicans or the the uh, the mainstream like establishment GOP types. They want them to be in control in 2024. But if the new right candidates are winning in 2022, that is going to fuck up their timeline, and that's going to put them on a trajectory to to be the ones who are who are running things come 2024, not the the establishment types. So that's where we are. That's what's happening right now in the whole. Uh, sphere of politics and social media as it goes. Uh, I'm going to take a quick commercial break and I will be right back and we will look at some fun little headlines that are coming up in the news that I thought were interesting and a good tie-in to what's going on uh, with the midterms. Don't forget to head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check out our longest and most favorite sponsor, Carlos Vanessa Abelar and Paloma Verde CBD. Get all of your CBD needs, and you get 10% off your order of $75 or more, plus anything over $75 is free shipping. So head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com to get all your CBD needs. And we're back. And just to kind of close it out, this will be relatively brief. I, I wanted to pull up a couple articles, or uh, yeah, a couple pieces from one is from the new york post and the other one is from the hill so uh kind of catching both sides of things the hill tends, tends to be a little more left-leaning the new york post tends to be a little more right-leaning we'll kind of kind of get both sides on this sort of a story but we're going to start off with the new york post and a video and see what they have to say here they're telling me that we just got some fresh new sound from Hillary Clinton. I don't know what the sound is, but apparently it's pretty provocative. Let's let's sound the music. I remember as a as a young student, you know, trying to figure out how did people get basically um, drawn in by Hitler? How did that happen? And I'd watch newsreels and I'd see this guy standing up there ranting and raving, and people shouting and raising their arms. I thought. What's happened to these people? Why did they believe that? You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour, and you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. Hillary Clinton likens Trump supporters to Nazis. I mean, First it was deplorables, now it's Nazis. Hillary Clinton offered a sharp rebuke of former President Trump's most recent campaign event in Ohio, saying it reminded her of a Nazi rally. I remember as a young student, you know, trying to figure out how people got basically drawn in by Hitler. How did that happen? I'd watch news reels and I'd see this guy standing up there ranting and raving and people shouting and raising their arms. And I thought, what happened to these people? Clinton said Friday at the Texas Tribune 
Festival in Austin. Uh, Clinton said Friday at the Texas Tribune Festival in Austin. You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for more than an hour, and you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. I thought, what's going on? Thanks, Hillary. Thanks for saying out loud the thing we already knew that you believed that all Republicans, especially anybody that was a Trump supporter, is literally a Nazi and that Trump is literally Hitler. And here's the fun thing about this. This isn't new. And and the really interesting thing about this is next Monday's episode is going to be a follow-up sort of to this to some extent. Now we're going to talk about, uh, I'll be joined by Pete Crononis, and we're going to talk about the Nazi book burnings. And what was it that the Nazis were were getting rid of? What was it that the Nazis were trying to remove from their society? Look up the Weimar Republic. Look up Weimar Germany in the 18 or 1930s and see why did the Nazis come to power? What was it that that these you know young students or people at the at Hitler's rallies? What was it that drew them into that? It was the fact that their society had reached a level of debauchery and just complete hedonism that similar to what we're seeing today. And they saw that there needed to be something to course correct for this. And that something just happened to be the Nazis. Now, what happened you know, from that point forward is uh, a lot of things. <laughs> but like the reason for it was because what is happening right now is what was happening societally back then. And there needed to be an answer. So next we've got this little article from The Hill. And I, I have actually come to sort of enjoy The Hill, honestly. Um, they do have some decent opinion pieces that come out from time to time, and it's not just entirely leftist trash. I mean, let's not be, uh, let's be realistic. It is still, for the most part, leftist trash, but they do have some decent opinion pieces from here, uh, here and there. So uh, let's take a look at this. Democrats, Trump is evil mantra won't work this November. Uh, sitting on my patio recently drinking a cup, a, uh, drinking a coffee to wake up, I opened Google on my phone and was greeted by a breathless headline. Trump supported a failed plot to replace Jared Kushner with Steve Bannon to lead 2020 campaign. I literally burst out laughing. A failed plot, really? Uh, somehow a routine campaign consideration, one that many presidential campaigns in both parties have contemplated or initiated, had been turned into something out of seven days in May as someone who worked on three winning presidential campaigns uh, the first Bush and then the second Bush twice, I've understood that a candidate can hire and fire a campaign, the campaign manager and just about any, anyone else in his or her team at will. No plots or subterfuge are necessary unless today's presidential candidates don't have the power they did back in my campaign days. Uh, and then this is a pretty good article and it continues to go on and you can read the rest of it yourself. But the idea from this is that like the the continued narrative of Trump is this undying evil. It's starting to fall on deaf ears. I mean, you've seen it already. The the numbers for CNN and, and all the people that they're firing, the, the complete um, change in approach that they're starting to take because of their numbers being so drastically reduced. Like, Trump left office and they had nothing else to talk about they can't they can't go bash biden like they tried it 
and it was unpopular with their general viewership. And through 2021 and some earlier in 2020, some of these like mainstream, real uh, like normie publications or the you know the more left leaning publications, they tried to run with some of the critiques of the Biden administration and and the things that they were getting wrong. And the pushback that they got was monumental. Like their readers and their viewership don't want to see them talk bad about Repub- or about Democrats. They want to see them talk bad about Republicans. So they had to abandon ship on that stuff and go back to they, they had to go back to the old tried and true. Only thing that they know how to do is talk shit about Trump because DeSantis is effectively bulletproof at this point. Like he's he is considered a potential candidate for the presidential run in 2024 but mostly his like his big thing is he is the governor of florida and he is running florida the way that you want a good like hard right type of a candidate to run your state and generally speaking florida loves him for it and florida has been able to not have to deal with a lot of the covid bullshit that other states did because of it so like they can't really go after DeSantis. Uh, Masters and Vance don't have the name recognition across the board that Trump does. And, and plus, like those, those are, you know, they're running for Senate in Arizona and Ohio. They just don't have the, the mass appeal that, that they get from Trump. So the only thing that they've got to do, that they've got to, to lean on here is they've got to talk about Trump and that Trump has to be this like eternal evil. And, and they have to double down on how evil he is over and over and over again. And the, the unfortunate thing for them, or maybe it's a fortunate thing for them, uh, depending on how you want to look at it, is that the more they double down on it, the more they just keep driving that, you know, hammering that nail in, the less people give a shit about it. So it's really fun, really interesting. Like the the way that the media campaigns are going to be driven and tailored here in 2022 and then again in 2024 and the way they're kind of pushing back on social media stuff, uh, removing stuff constantly, it, that's only going to get worse. Like you were, if you thought you had seen stuff get removed already, give it a week because we're not even in November or October yet. Like give it a week and that stuff is going to start flying off. Like everything's going to get removed. If you've posted anything since the election of 2020, that has anything negative to say about Biden, it's probably going to get pulled down at some point, especially if it's a like a media multimedia image, if it's got pictures or anything to go with it or links. And that shit's about to get wiped out. They cannot allow anything to stay out there that could possibly be pulled up and linked back to uh, Biden and his administration leading into the primaries or not primaries into the, the midterms. Like they've got to get rid of that stuff because they can't have the people who are like soft right wingers or moderates or like independents, they can't have them seeing anything that's uh, that that paints the Biden administration in a negative light because those are the people who are the the most susceptible to be picked off to either like if as long as the the media campaigns are showing that you know the Biden administration is not a complete and total just train wreck of a failure, which it is, but you know that's not the way they cover it. As long as it's not showing that it's a complete and total train wreck of a failure, and as long as there's not a Hunter Biden story or any of the like Joe Biden's uh, daughter's um, diary that you know talks about him taking inappropriate showers with her when she was 12 years old and stuff like that, like as long as none of that stuff is coming out and being 
pushed through social media, then some of the like soft right wingers, they just won't show up to vote. They're not going to go vote for a leftist, but they're, they won't show up to vote for somebody on the right either. They just won't show up. And the same for the ones in the middle. Like if they, if they're seeing all of that stuff about Hunter and Joe and everything that's going on with the administration, then there's a much better chance that they'll show up and they'll vote for, for a Republican to get rid of that. But as long as they're not seeing it, as long as that stuff is being suppressed and they're not getting any of that information, then it makes it a much higher chance that they're going to show up and either vote for a leftist or just not show up to vote at all. And either one of those outcomes benefits the left. So because the vote, the, the right needs people to show up and vote. The left has their numbers because they, they make sure that they have their numbers. It's when real people start showing up and voting for the right. That's what that's what fucks up their their game that they're playing. So it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'll probably talk more about it as we go forward because I'm sure I'll have more stuff that gets removed. Uh, I mean, shit, I wouldn't be surprised if this doesn't get removed. Uh, anyway, hope everybody has a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week. Be sure to check out all of our great sponsors and tune in on Monday. Actually, it'll be uh, it'll be a live stream before Monday. But if you if you don't get the notification or you miss it, tune in on Monday for Pete Pannonis where we talk about the uh, Nazi book burnings. It's going to be a lot of fun. Have a good one, everybody.